The guest on this episode of the podcast is electronic artist Clash Contrast. I'd never met her before, and as it turns out, I didn't get a chance to meet her in person for this episode, because car trouble led to it being a phone call. But we had a very interesting, very insightful conversation about the type of music she does, what inspires her to make that music, and some of the interesting things she's picked up along the way, having been doing this project since 2007. As I've mentioned on previous episodes of the show, electronica is kind of one of those genres that is a bit of a musical blind spot for me. There are certain types of electronic music that I like and I'm comfortable with, but I know there's a huge umbrella out there of subgenres and different styles and different ways of producing electronic music that is just kind of out of my realm of knowledge. So I think Clash Contrast on this episode did an excellent job of explaining to me what she does and giving me a bit of an overview of that entire community here in Winnipeg, past and present. One thing that kind of sucks is while we were recording this, I didn't realize how much space I had on my memory card on the recording device, and we lost about 10 minutes of the conversation. I've managed to piece it together as best I can with what I had, and you're not missing much. Most of the interview is there. It's just too bad that I wasn't paying closer attention because, really, it was a great conversation. She had a lot to say, and I was quite happy to listen. And yeah, it would have been nice to have the whole thing, but what we have here, I think, is is a fun interview. It's something that you will enjoy listening to, whether you are familiar with her music or not, and I hope you like it. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am doing another phone conversation, which is, uh, you know, for a long time I avoided doing these because I didn't have the right equipment to record them properly. And now that I do, it just makes it so much more convenient um, to, to talk to people that, for whatever reason, like I can't make it out to meet in person. Like today my car had a problem, so I couldn't get out to actually talk to the guest this week or on this episode in person. But uh, through the magic of technology, here we are <laughs> on the phone, on, on a video app, um, having a conversation. So I think that the best way to start this interview is if you want to just, just introduce yourself and explain what it is you do musically, because I find whenever it comes to electronic music and its various subgenres, I'm often at a loss. I know what I like and I know, you know, certain subgenres and aspects of it, but I, I do feel like it's kind of a, a weak spot for me as far as um, musical genres go. So if you could just sort of explain what it is you do, we can maybe take it from there. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Tristan, and I go by the musical act uh, Clash Contrast. I've been around since 2007, making independent electronica here from Winnipeg. And I've traveled west and east with uh, Clash Contrast and, and made music in various provinces. Okay. Um, I love the field of electronica. It's it's such a gamut of um, different sounds and and and, and uh, musical inclinations. There's trip hop. There's chill wave. There's shoegazer. I mean, it, it's it's an enormous field, and I, I find that when I try to define my music, I guess kind of confusing at times because there's very kind of distinct particularities that some people would say 
differentiates electronica from one genre to another. Sure. Uh, but I would say I, I've really been influenced by trip hop. Okay. Uh, growing up in the 80s and 90s, uh, that was when trip hop really took off in the UK as well as the British Asian wave of music. And I spent some time overseas. I went to university overseas. Okay. So I was really influenced a lot by like the drum and bass scene, which is a genre of electronica and the jungle coming from jungle out of the UK and trip hop with acts like Portishead and yeah. Nightmares on Wax and uh, really influenced by them as well. And there's a lot of independent uh, DJs and artists that have been hugely influential in my interest in music in general. Um, and I just, uh, I try to expose myself to a lot of it these days because there is so much of it. Uh, I try to expose myself via various platforms like SoundCloud, like uh, Apple Music, like MySpace, although MySpace is a little bit dormant these days. Yeah, it's yeah, not for sure. Yeah. It's really influential as it once was, but it's still a great spot to go to and, and socialize with other musicians. Um, so I, yeah, I make electronica and I try not to put it into a genre in case I get it wrong, really. <laughs> And sound a little bit foolish in doing so, but it's it's a kind of trip hop. It's a kind of electro pop. It's a kind of chill wave where I uh, create the the electronica and I write the lyrics and I sing the vocals. Um, sometimes I work with other artists. Uh, I've collaborated on on numerous tracks and in some albums, uh, but I I do uh, thoroughly enjoy the genre of electronica and I love discovering new artists and especially giving props to people who have been so influential. Sure. And you know what? That's actually a really good uh, introduction to what you do, because a lot of time I ask that question and someone will say, oh, yeah, I play this. <laughs> and that's the end of it. But that was very thorough. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and awesome. I'm, gl I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, things like trip hop and jungle, because I do have a frame of reference for that stuff, like, especially jungle, because I listen to pretty heavy amounts of, of dancehall and reggae and Jamaican music in general. And so I have delved a little bit into the jungle kind of area because of those connections. So. Uh, I mean, that's maybe one one aspect of electronic music where I can at least feel somewhat competent <laughs> in talking Jungle about it. Jungle is so exciting. Good. That's great. So, Jungle and, is so exciting. Yeah, it's, it, it really is. Yeah. Uh, and so you've been doing this since 2007. So I guess how, how, are you seeing, how have you seen the music scene here in Winnipeg change over that time for what you're doing? Because... Again, like my my lack of knowledge of of what the electronic scene is like, I I can talk about the punk scene all day. I can talk about the folk scene, the country scene, but I've never really been involved in what's going on with electronic music in the city in the province. Have you seen like a any kind of shift in in how accepted it is or how popular it is over that time? It kind of comes and goes. I think. I mean, I've always been on the lookout for local artists. Having been a DJ on campus radio myself, there was always this Canadian content that you had to fulfill. Sure. And so I was always looking for artists, you know, doing electronica that I could play in to fulfill the Canadian content. And so Balanced Records, for example, they are a huge effort in Canadian and local electronica. And they've been around, um, you know, since the early 2000s yeah. um, and, and making amazing electronica, making amazing um, dub reggae influenced electronica, more experimental electronica. So they're a huge kind of like grandfather in the uh, electronica music genre. Um, and then, you know, Aaron Funk and and uh, his collaborators yeah. that he's worked with in his field of electronica is really unusual, you know. Um, his electronica was really brash and exciting and unusual, experimental. Uh, so he's been influential 
in the scene. And I, I've discovered through uh, some of his pursuits, other electronica artists. I, I remember when I first started radio in 2001, um, discovering artists, local artists like Fanny, okay. uh, who I can't find anymore, but did great, great stuff with like a kind of Sampadelica effort. Um, and then, do you know, there's some some uh, artists that have come and gone that aren't heard from, uh, not receiving as much exposure as they should have, maybe. But we don't really have, like, Mimetic is something new, yeah. recent, of late. And that's like a, a celebration of electronic music. And Emotion, the arts and music festival, is also very new. And that's a great opportunity for uh, local DJs and, and turntablists to get their electronica heard, to get their forays into electronica heard. So I would say it comes in waves. It comes in what uh, is it's dependent on what labels are are distributing electronica, what festivals are playing electronic music. Um, it's not very often except for the weekends or oh, the underground revival that's okay. up and going. And that's really exciting. That's Saturday nights uh, from like 12 to 6 in the morning at the Mulvey Flea Market oh, really? area in and of that area. And that's been happening the past little while and that's really amazing that's djs from 12 to 6 in the morning it's a dry a dry uh event and uh people of you know all kinds of walks of life uh come together to hear all the different kinds of electronica that they're spinning kinds of techno kinds of uh dance jungle uh house music so it's and, and again it's such a large umbrella that i i'm certain i miss a lot of uh the more exciting happenings because i'm i'm not scour, scour, scourging the or scout like i'm not looking at the papers scourging the papers all the time to find out what's going on where yeah but i know um that with the club scene uh electronica is is, is omnipresent you can go to places like Shays on cordon which is new and here great electronica turntablists in the form of turntablists uh so it's it is omnipresent electronica and it's in its uh, expansion its evolution is omnipresent in the city because uh, of turntablism uh, at a lot of the clubs. But if you're looking to get like guests, like say years ago the jazz festival brought in Herbalizer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. A really amazing kind yeah. of you know trip, trip hop sample del- sample delica invested um, electronica that makes its way into hip hop because of their guest collaborations. Uh, so I, I've never felt it was missing, but I never felt as if the electronica scene was as exciting as it was overseas. Okay. I find we're a little bit behind what happens in places like the United Kingdom and in, in Europe in general. Uh, but that's not because of lack of interest. I mean, Winnipeggers have always been terrifically interested in music, always. So I don't know if it's because of the access to vinyl or... Uh, studios that would production houses that would assist in the creation and 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 uh, performance of electronica. It's hard to say. I know years and years ago, send and receive happened, and that yeah. was one of like the first experimental electronica uh, festivals to be held in Winnipeg, and that was at the turn of uh, the millennium, and and it was well attended, and I think people, you know, were really pretty hyped about the possibility of more and more electronica based music events and you know uh, for example the rave scene i don't know really what that's about i know what the underground revival is about but i don't know how many raves are in the city or where they are but that was also a huge effort in 
gathering DJs, playing all kinds of electronic music and turntablism and getting them to perform house parties have also been a thing in the evolution of Winnipeg's electronic music scene. And uh, I know a lot of people who are still bedroom producers and that's all they want to do. Yeah. And, and you can follow them on Twitter and you can follow them on SoundCloud and they are from Winnipeg, but they're making music in their bedrooms and they're, they're taking their talents to uh, the net to uh, promote worldwide. Back up them beats, lyrical feats, cosmic complete, crazy nation. Back up them beats, lyrical feats, cosmic complete, crazy nation. Back up them beats, lyrical feats, cosmic complete. It's still growing um, and it's still very, very exciting. Um, uh, new artists are always coming out making electronica. Um, for example, uh, the Goodwill Social Club yeah. ha- often often enough has artists who make electronica who are performing with you know keyboards and vocals and laptops uh, connected to uh, their music hard drives and... Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting, and I, I like electronica crowds in Winnipeg. I know I've been going on and on about no, what's no, going go ahead, on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but electronic electronica crowds are very are very good people. They're a very cool crowd. They're very uh, energetic and uninhibited, and they like their electronica that they've probably heard about. You know, from having it promoted on the net or their travels. So when they get together, when we get together, and we celebrate a DJ or electronic music at a, at a venue like Footworks or something. Mm-hmm. It's usually always really great. Like the people are always really good people and, and fun to party with. Okay. Uh, just because of the umbrella of electronica. 
Well, one of the things that I've always kind of liked about electronica, again, not knowing too much about the specifics, but, you know, there's, like you said, it's a big umbrella genre and there are these super high profile, big mainstream people playing electronic music, but then there's the very underground DIY, almost punk rock sort of element of it. And that's people posting to SoundCloud and making things in their bedrooms and things like that. So where do you sort of come from in terms of getting into electronic music in the first place? Sure. Um, I, I started DJing on campus radio in 2001 at UMFM, and I did that for a number of years. And during that time, I was studying uh, the production room. I was going into okay. the production room to make um, station IDs and to make uh, public service announcements. So I started uh, composing uh, service announcements and station IDs for the radio station and just thought it tons of fun and always been a lover of music. Uh, wanted to make music when I was younger, like seven, eight years old, writing songs and having been of the of the generation of video hits yep. and much music, uh, it just it kind of evolved into um, make the music that I wanted to hear or make okay. the music loved and was influenced by. So after having learned a bit of uh, production techniques via Cool Edit Pro in the production room at UMFM, I started to use that production room for poems that I'd written and ideas of, of different varieties of electronica using samples from all over the place. So back in 2007, with the assistance of the production room at the local campus community radio station, I uh, started to make my own music under the name Clash Contrast. So I started to have a vested interest in, you know, performing using my voice uh, and, and uh, the music that I had composed and arranged via different sources um, just to make something that I, I felt I wanted to make. I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to be a part of um, not only listening and appreciating electronica, but it kind of runs my family too. Uh, my my uh, my grandfather uh, on my mom's side was a choir director and a pianist, and his father was a composer, oh, cool. and he composed piano music, um, some of it in Icelandic, because that was uh, our, part of my ancestry, my heritage is Iceland, as Icelandic. And so he would, my great-grandfather, compose music uh, in Icelandic here in, in Canada, because that was his first language growing up. And some of it went back to Iceland to be performed by people in Iceland as a kind of um, connection okay. uh, that a lot of we as Western Icelanders have with Iceland still to this very day is a lot of uh, collaborative effort in bringing people back and forth between the two countries who probably have more than just an interest in the same kind of music, uh, but probably have a relation somewhere far, far uh, back because there's not so very many people in Iceland. And yeah. some of the things to say is that Icelanders uh, are always um, related in some sense of the word, like they're always in some way related so yeah it's um it's it's part of uh, my background and because of my interest in music i just wanted to bring something to the table that i thought was was going to be fun and exciting and so back in 2007 i made like a four track ep and then i stopped doing radio and i i went west and i made some songs under the name clash contrast that i posted to places like soundcloud mm -hmm. uh with all different kinds of uh uh, ways to do it. Like I, I found somebody on Kijiji when I was in Edmonton that wanted to make some music with me. So we made a track together. 
Otherwise, I was sitting in somebody's basement using just like really basic free software at a DAW, at a digital audio workstation, making the best that I could with what I had available to me. Um, getting down to like that nitty gritty of what I can come up with just with real minimal equipment. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the equipment for making electronica is very expensive. It can be kind of unaffordable. So I was traveling as well. So I didn't have equipment with me. So I was making music here and there, and then I went out east, and I had uh, an opportunity to join Campus Radio. And so I did Campus Radio for a number of years there, which exposed me to more music, more electronica, and more people. And via things like Kijiji, again, I found other musicians that wanted to collaborate, and we would get together and try things out and see how far we could go. And I also did uh, RPM Challenge okay. for a number of years. So I did one just this February 2019, but I did... RPM Challenge 2010, 2011, 2012. And in 2012, I did an album with a couple of other people that I knew from St. John's, Newfoundland. And so I cool. had these really in interesting combinations of like folktronica. And I had some uh, rappers rap on that album called Purple Spring. It's an RPM Challenge album. If you don't know about the RPM Challenge, I think you do. But it's yeah, it's, like, it's a month, right? You have a month to write a, a to record and write an album? That's right. 10 songs, new songs, previously unreleased new material or 30 minutes of music of, of, of new music. So it's always great. It's always great to go into it and just go, um, you know, who can I find that wants to work with me or what am I going to do for myself? And this is how long I have to do it uh, via things like Looperman, a social platform called Looperman. I've met people from all over the world who make a loop based type music. Uh, but you know, it's, it's royalty free and people, there's about 70,000 samples there, cool. but every time you use someone's sample, they often like to hear back with what you've done with it. And so via that kind of connection, I found people that wanted to, Oops. I think I disappeared. Hang on. Sure. No problem. I yeah. can still hear you. Uh, okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm back. <laughs> I don't Sorry. know what happened there, but yeah. No problem. So via things like Looperman, I met with a number of, uh, different artists from like the United Kingdom. Cool. Um, and some far as away as Australia and used some of their samples and sent them back examples of what I'd done with their samples and just had a great time using the production room at CHMR, which is the radio station in St. John's, using their production room and their equipment to make music as well. Because, again, I, I wasn't really at home, so I didn't have a lot of space or money to, to buy equipment. So it was, again, basic minimum, yeah. you know, with what I what I sought to create with. But I... I had this really kind of gorgeous feeling about it. Like I, it's, it was very nitty gritty and a lot of my music is, um, but it makes me feel good because a lot of my experience, life experience has been nitty gritty. So it's just like, it kind of flows with my chi. It kind of goes along with my karma. Um, it makes me um, remember experiences and people that I've met on my travels. Um, so it's, it's, it's particularly kind of, unique sound but it reflects a lot of what i experience in life so okay. it's 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 personal it's a kind of personal electronica uh via the experiences i've had around canada that's and cool. abroad that's cool as that well. you, it's cool that you say a personal form of electronica because i think a lot of people who are you know not knowledgeable about it perceive electronic music as being very very cold and distant and and robotic and, and machine like right so the fact that you're putting personal life experience into that into that music and then reflecting that experience it's kind of cool because i think it's maybe the opposite of what people might assume about that well, music. I think, yeah i i think you're you're quite right i mean 
thousands of artists are making electronica. Mm-hmm. And some of it, some of it are genius. Some of it is genius. And some of the artists are genius. And that they can sit in front of their computer and they have something mapped out in seconds. You know, they have an idea, they map it out, they know all their equipment. And I find them inspiring. They they truly are amazing. But my my experience comes from being really kind of out there and and ill-prepared and having to make do that I still had this kind of sensation that I wanted to create because I could have ignored it and said, sure. um, you don't have what it takes necessarily, you know, and I, I can say that to myself, honestly, because I didn't, but I still had the sound that I wanted to create. I still had these efforts I wanted to uh, expose to a public and that puts me into a position where it can be critiqued, but it's also doing what I, what I really enjoy doing. And it's, it's, it's having something uh, in the market on the market and, and, and having it exposed because I think that it's, it comes from a kind of raw place. It comes from, um, I, I also have ideas of what I want to sound to sound like, and I map it out to a certain extent, but I don't have the equipment that a lot of other uh, artists do. And even some of the most genius artists, um, you know, might have less equipment than someone who's uh, toying with it as a hobby. Sure. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's definitely being, you know, personal because it, the sound that I carry along with me reflects what I have access to. And who I meet, uh, so it's it's not a travel journal, but it's um, you could say it's akin to something like that over the years since two thousand seven to two thousand nineteen. Uh, some of it's just entirely instrumental without vocals. Some of it I'm sampling other people's vocals uh, or raps, um, and I'm 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 influencing the the names I use for the titles, and uh, I like to challenge myself with things like RPM challenge. Uh, and I like to meet people who make music. I like to meet with other people that I can collaborate with uh, on Kijiji or or through uh, when it was in St. John's, the RPM Challenge had a kind of headquarters there. So there was a lot of functions and activities, sure. events surrounding the RPM Challenge, which was pretty exciting. So you got to meet other artists in that in that regard. But I, I did perform live on a couple of uh, occasions in St. John's, uh, and that was really uh, exciting. It was at some art gallery, an art gallery in St. John's, on a number of occasions. 
Um, and I had the opportunity to explore uh, opportunities with, with different artists okay. to, to make music. Do you like the pressure of something like the RPM Challenge? Like, Do you feel like you work well when you have a, a tight deadline and you kind of have to put something out within that short period of time? I did like the RPM challenge this year. I wasn't going to do it at all. Actually, I hadn't even thought to. And then it was like two days before the beginning of February. And I was like, I want to do it this year. I really want to accomplish it. I want to get it done. And I've, I've, I don't know if I've ever had so much fun. I mean, I, I work a full-time job. Yeah. Um, music making is not my career. Uh, and I have, I have family, I have a daughter. So I have other responsibilities in life, but I got it done. I think I made like little electro punk ditties. Cool. <laughs> I only say that because I only say that because of um, my effort as well as uh, because of the length of the songs. Because some of the songs are like two minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was my kind of foray into electro punk. I like to think of, but I I had a really good time doing it. I I explored a lot of uh, different. Uh, techniques i got some techniques from production on production from production notes that some other infamous artists uh well infamous insofar as canada is concerned but dub maddox you might have heard yeah of him. definitely got... i've seen him live yeah yeah oh have you really yeah. okay i love his work yeah we uh, does... i used to be involved in the uh, winnipeg uh, winnipeg's gone reggae festival that was on in the right. mid 2000s i was on the one of the organizers and we had him as a headliner at one of the shows um really? must have been 2007 or 8 or something but yeah yeah he's great yeah He's amazing. And so he's got these production techniques that I followed a little bit. So I, I sometimes, you know, amass knowledge via working with uh, other people or from yeah. just looking at other artists and finding out if they've written anything. Like there's YouTube videos as well that are like very helpful as an assist to to produce your own electronic music. But um, yeah, I try to get out into what's available. Um, and, 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 you know, for example, the EP that I'm working on right now, I recorded offset costs at the millennium library because they have two whisper boots yeah yeah i saw those yeah. I, I haven't tried them yet but i've, I've definitely been there oh, and checked great. it out yeah it's very cool they're, they're really great they're really great and, and in fact uh that's where i recorded the vocals for my upcoming ep cool. left right and it's um a great place to record it was quiet obviously the library yeah, yeah. um but they have um they have a space up there where uh, people can jam like i think it's on monday nights yeah you can gather together and jam with all your instruments and just meet like different people and and produce some sounds together they have the whisper booths they have uh, a midi they have like they have equipment that you can that you can borrow you like can microphones borrow, yeah. and headphones and it's i i suggest it it's a great place if you're just new and starting out in the music industry if you don't have the money to invest or the grants that you applied for sure. you know you can go there and you can record your vocals and you can work on there's lots of free software a digital digital uh, audio software. Um, I personally use some a neighbor gave me who who makes music. Uh, he gave me some software that I use, which is very very useful and helpful. And I don't know the full extent to its capacities because I don't have a lot of plugins or a MIDI, for example, which is you know a piece of equipment that you yeah. can use to to really toy with sound. Um, but I still make do with what I have. And RPM Challenge was a kind of conquest because I was like, I'm gonna do it. And see if I still have what it takes. And I was really happy with Word Search, which is the name of my RPM Challenge album. It's 10 songs. You can find it on rpmchallenge.com, uh, Word Search from Clash Contrast. And I, I, I really liked the effort that I put into it. And I think I made something worthwhile that's going to be memorable for me for, for a while. 
Okay. Uh, well, what's the uh, what's the background behind the the current one that you're about to release? You said it's coming out fairly soon, right? Yes. So it's called Left Right, and uh, it's my second EP. My first one was Twice a Twice a Tricycle, and Twice a Tricycle was released in 2014. It was mostly recorded in St. John's. Okay. This one's recorded all in Winnipeg at the library. Cool. And uh, I'm working on it right now with an engineer. Uh, and his name's Chris, Chris Wheeler, and we're working on it together. We just had a session today and I'm really stoked about what we put together this afternoon. So I, I wrote the lyrics back in like 2016, okay, which was a year I did not do an RPM challenge, but I wrote 10 new tracks. I, I, I did the lyrics for 10 new songs and then, um, for this particular album, I used some of those lyrics uh, for for the songs, and I made the music itself like back in 2018. So for the longest time, it's been there. The music's been finished, but I hadn't recorded the vocals. So this spring and summer, I was recording vocals at the library, and the music was there, and I, I had the vocals from way back in 2016, the lyrics rather. So the lyrics were done first, then the music, then the vocals, and then it was going back and forth with some possible collaborators for a remix or assistance in engineering some of the songs. Um, and I wanted the engineering assistance because of my experience uh, in in actual um, engineering, uh, which is limited, mm -hmm. and also because I wanted different ears associated with the sound just to see what they could pick up. Uh, and really uh, enhance and, and really make um, more than just my my inner ear and my personal experience. I wanted somebody else going, well, you know, this would sound good like this, and yeah. this would sound good like that. And and so uh, Chris is helping me with that. And so right now we're uh, working on a three-track EP with a possibility of a remix from a fellow collaborator and electronic artist here in the city. Okay. Uh, he goes by the name Johnny Afghan, but that's not a sure thing. So I don't know if I'd mention it. Um, it's still kind of in the works, but Johnny Afghan Seed uh, is a local electronic artist who said that he might be interested in contributing a remix. Cool. Would be great because I would love to have that uh, extra local artist input from a relatively unknown um, local artist who's not have a lot. He's, well, he's, he's maybe widely known in some circles. And I do excuse me if I say that he's not known because he, he he definitely promotes online and he's uh he's got some amazing work uh but he's he's a relatively unknown uh, maybe widely known but he's a <laughs> local artist that i would like to give some exposure to cool uh, based on some of the work we've done in the past we've we've collaborated we've never met but we've collaborated via the computer so our entire work is daw to daw um and then i also have this fellow his name's uh nico uh, Nico Lapierre, and he's doing some of the artwork for me. Oh, cool. I discovered him at the library because he had posted something on a bulletin board saying he was looking for uh, time for prints or local uh, photographic opportunities. Okay. And so I said, would you like to design an album cover? Because I really liked his work. And so he's working on, this is still in the works, and if things go awry, then I apologize <laughs> to the listeners for, for plans uh being, you know, uh, falling through, but that does happen, yeah. even in the music world. So he's supposed to be helping me with um, uh, some artwork for the album. So I'm, I'm getting a lot of local support from people in, 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 in different fields of music making, 
which is exciting. And I'm, I'm glad to bring, and yourself, for example, being able to talk with you about the album. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be able to bring in a lot of local artists in their own respective genres, whether it be photography or, or, or um, podcasting or, or um, engineering uh, and, and getting them together to come on board about this project. hearing about you for the first time on this show what's the best way to find out more to hear your music to you know kind of stay in the loop as to when your new stuff's coming out and things like that okay so i would suggest probably twitter okay uh at clash contrast i update twitter a lot with uh things of interest um retweets of of uh various subjects but i always uh talk about my music on twitter uh, Instagram, I have a photo account, which is General Fun, okay. uh, and uh, Bandcamp. Okay. So I also have a MySpace. I, I do use MySpace. I can't believe it I still have... exists. 
MySpace. I know, like, exactly. I, I haven't been to it in a long time. I haven't even checked it in forever. Well, the platform has a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of uh, forever. It's kind of forever airing. <laughs> but um, uh, I do use Bandcamp and Twitter and uh, Instagram quite regularly. And um, hopefully, if if anybody wanted to find out more about my music, they could call one of their local campus DJs sure, and say, yeah. can you find Clash Contrast, Twice a Tricycle for my last EP or Left Right from my new EP and see if they have, you know, access to my, my music, which should be available because I've sent it to almost all campus stations cool. <laughs> in Canada. So that would be a, an opportunity to hear some of it as well. Um, but yeah, just the basic platforms and Looperman. I'm on Looperman. If anybody wants to uh, get in touch to have fun collaborating with, okay. with a variety of styles and, and musics, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I also, um, this is kind of off topic, but still about music. I also have music that I've made for um, a documentary. So I did a, I did a score for a documentary and my brother-in-law is asking me to make music for his business uh, that he can use with his uh, social media cool. uh, excerpts. And my sister, who's also an artist, she does visual art. Um, often enough on her Instagram feed, uh, it'll be my music accompanied by her uh, fast motion uh, videos of her creating pieces of art. Cool. So she, I'm I'm the musical accompaniment for her for her music uh, for her art making rather. Um, so I've I've got some other forays that I've delved into making music uh, for for a different variety of things. Uh, again, just a little bit of my production experience and my and my new uh, music uh, engineering. Mm -hmm. Uh, and music creation uh, skills so it's um yeah it's 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 basically most of the evident social platforms uh where you can find me and more information about uh music that i make and what i'm up to cool well i i really appreciate you uh you know giving me the time to talk about this stuff because uh like i said one of the best things about doing this show is i get to meet and be introduced to music by people who i maybe otherwise would have never encountered so this is very cool and um yeah, I'll definitely, uh, people should check out your SoundCloud, your Bandcamp, and uh, follow you on Twitter to uh, find out what you're doing. And if Thanks you so much for speaking with me. Yeah, for, thank you, yeah. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can always go to witchpolice.com. All 430 whatever episodes are there for free download streaming. You're amazing.